0: Welcome to this episode of Tech Connect, the podcast. This week, we're going to be talking subs and sharing. It's episode nine. It's a podcast? It's a podcast. I thought this was a video.
1: I've been, I thought this was a video podcast. That makeup? Yeah. I've been, been, this whole time, I've been looking into the camera. And you totally... Good one. Good one, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so that
0: plastic one we took out of the elementary, it's a security camera. <laughs> the, the old, the old, old security camera, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm Dan, the instructional tech here in Coloma, and I am with... Ben. I'm the director of technology here for Coloma Community Schools. So... Ben, any news or updates? Anything happened this week? Anything people any, need to be aware of? Any news or updates, things
1: people need to be aware of? Last week, Google had a little outage. That's and that, true. That got people kind of... Yeah. Um, uh, anxious yeah. you know we only got a couple um, we only got a couple <laughs> tickets I was glad that we got a couple tickets because like oh something is going on and there were yeah. some other people in central office it was like I can't pull this up we're, and now I'm getting this error and um, and yeah so that, that kind of put people um, yeah that put people out of commission
0: for a I little think, while. I think it's a good reminder though for classroom teachers is that yeah we are very heavily reliant upon Technology, mm-hmm. but we're heavily reliant relying upon technology, and sometimes it's not going to work fully. I was—I mean, I was in a meeting at Teresa when it happened, and. Everybody's very quick to blame the the Reese's Wi-Fi. And, <laughs> oh, and there yeah, was a fiber right. optic of repair truck outside, and everyone's like, "Ah!" And I'm like, "No, guys, everything else works on the internet. Like, it's purely Google. Google's down." Yeah, that's what I did and at my workstation too, because I was still here in district, and yeah. it was like, "No, the rest of the internet's working just fine." So,
1: thankfully, Google has a dashboard. Yep. And they had it indicated, yeah, yeah. that there was a so. problem. So, so yeah, so that's what's going on. Otherwise, um, I just I put out an RFP for a request for a proposal. For, um, for E-Rate for upgrading some of our uh, network equipment this summer. I'm working on another proposal to um, add some additional uh, security cameras to okay. our deployment this summer. Yeah. Um, and then we are looking at... Um, putting together an RFP for all of our copiers and everything. That'll go out like late March. Very cool. Early April. Yeah, it's just, so. it's crazy. Yeah,
0: lots of uh,
1: requests lots of, for proposals. Lots of paperwork, yeah. Lots of paperwork.
0: Lots of writing, lots of presentation so. making, stuff like that. So, how about you? What have you been up to? The uh, biggest news is probably that uh, I had successfully remembered my new password for three days. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see so. how quickly,
1: it like, that was just two days ago, and how quickly I just glossed right over there? Because it went so swimmingly. Yeah. So password change went so well. Definitely
0: that. And, you know, from the instructional tech side is just getting into more classrooms and getting appointments set up. So, I'll be with uh, the seventh grade social studies class coming up soon. I am meeting with uh, first grade about some robots this afternoon. So, very cool. Definitely. Very that. Cool. And just yeah. around the corner we have uh McCall coming up and that's a big event for me and in in my realm, in my world. So yeah, very excited about that stuff and this is our February podcast. So Yeah, you know, I guess the next time we record will probably be after McCall. So I definitely want to get that out there as well. We should record at McCall. I, it's actually what I was going to do in my session. That Really? Yeah. Sweet. My session this year is on podcasting. So. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, so I was like, this would definitely be really cool to bring a couple mics and a couple computers. And, and you know what? That would up. be so but useful because, like... Everybody loves podcasts.
1: No, well, I mean, Everybody ev- has a podcast. Everybody loves podcasts. Everybody has a podcast and or everybody wants to produce a podcast. Right. But so. I will tell you, nine times out of ten, when you do a session at McCall, it's usually from... It, it's Something like creating a podcast or creating right. videos. Yep. It's usually teachers saying, uh, "Just what what equipment do I need? How yep. do I do it?" Um, and I actually got to a point where the last couple of years, when I was doing your yep. job, my my sessions where it's like, "Hey, let's create some video." And I said, "Okay, everyone, get out your phones. We're going to go create a video and we're going to go do this. Yep. You know, just so they could understand. Oh, this is a pretty."
0: simple, yeah. doable process. Right. And with podcasting, like one of the things that, that I recognize is that our students can produce it from their Chromebooks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our staff and and students with devices, with cell phones can produce it via cell phone. Sure. It, it's just, it's something that is, there's a low barrier to entry to use, you know, one of my favorite economic terms. Ugh. Low barrier to entry. Low barrier. To um, entry. You know, and that that's one of those. My college band. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's one of the things that that definitely kind of makes it super easy for us to get going, and it's an easy way for our kids to share, and I know um, there's a lot that can happen with it, so over the next month, I'll be working on uh, getting that ready to share with Teachers around the state and kind of go from there. So that'd be really cool. Yeah. And we're going to produce one in the session.
1: Right. Well, and I know that you're, 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 uh, some of the experiences you've had here in district last yep. year because yep. um, you were helping produce the uh, um, the biology, the biology podcast and the choir, and choir podcast. podcast. So. And so those experiences of people
0: here, students and teachers here in right. the district helped. And the confidence, like I remember, you know, sixth graders, it's that, that, that switch over across the street and here. Here's our sixth grade choir students and they're producing this podcast and you can just hear between the difference between the first episode and the last episode just how I confident they are and just the, the growth and confidence that these students gained over the course of the year, of being able to present and being able to talk. And they're not in front of people necessarily, right? but right, they're right. definitely more confident. they were practicing their writing skills and, and really working towards that. They were interviewing people, interviewing adults, interviewing peers, doing all kinds of really cool stuff. And it was uh, really powerful to, to have the opportunity to be a part of that project. So That's cool. Yeah. Very cool, man. So, yeah. So that's what we're doing. So that's Woo-hoo. what's up. We're going to move on. All we right. have one big question this week. One big question. question this week comes from Karen Krager um, who is in the junior high and she wants to know now that so much of what we're doing in the classroom is digital right. how do we share those materials effectively and efficiently with our guest teachers without leaving our password for the guest teachers oh that's a great question so because because
1: we I mean first let's address the security issue right. we just had a password change you really don't want to be giving guest teachers. Right. You don't want to be giving anyone your password, your password, your username no. and password because, I mean, it's very likely you do that and it's very easy for someone to just say, oh, I'm going to just re- remember and,
0: this. And, like, and here's another right? quick security check is like how many people use the same password for multiple sites. Right. And so, so you
1: give that to somebody and now they've got access yep. to other
0: sensitive accounts. Absolutely. So we don't we don't necessarily want to do that, but but a big question this week is how do we get this to our guest teachers? And and we're probably a little late on this now that everybody's kinda on the mend from the nasty flu bug that I came through in never, January and fe- early February. <laughs> but moving forward we can come sure. up with like a, a strategic cohesive plan to make this easier for people.
1: Well I think there's there's probably a few ways to do it. Yeah. because um, what's 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 efficient and effective for one person and in one reality may be different for so another person. Answer. There's not one answer, okay. but there's 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 several. Yeah. Um, but why don't, why don't why don't you? We were talking about this before, and you you kind of had an idea, something that you actually used to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so
1: I was intrigued by that when
0: I when I was in the classroom and I was going to be out for different professional development or out sick. Um, one of the things that I had is I had a class website. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that class website, I would have a tab that I would create for the day that I was out that was, you know, it was labeled substitute. And what I right. had is it had videos of me teaching, of me leading the lesson, and it gave the kids the opportunity. So the sub, the sub and the piece of paper I left for the substitute teacher, I gave really explicit directions. I said, go to this URL. Yep, go to click this Click on this tab. Mm-hmm. Click on today's date. And then there is the video resources that you need for that day. Yeah. All right. And the kids had everything else or I printed off any paper copies that I needed beforehand. But it gave them a way for me to have a, a, a dedicated page to do that. And it would be very easy to replicate that with like a a Google site in Mm -hmm. our district right now. And you just kind of, you can set that, that, you know, like if it was for me, it could be Mars class. And then I could have just some information about my class and I don't have to link it anyplace else. I can just kind of have it there so that somebody could come in and go sites.google.com slash CCS slash Mars class. And all of a sudden they are on that site and I give them the directions to click on the substitute tab. There's everything they need for that class. Yeah, it could be for a different class that I teach. Um, so, like when I was in the classroom, I had geometry, I had economics, and I had government, right? And I would have a, a lesson for geometry. I would have lesson for economics and i'd have the lesson for government and it gave the opportunity for that teacher to go through and and kind of say those different things so i i like that i like that for a few reasons one i mean it's using the tools that we have available to us Mm -hmm. through g
1: suite so and google sites are are free and the new google sites are are much easier to set up user friendly user friendly right but um not archaic yeah (laughs) um but it's also one of those things where, you know, as long as you've set up the permissions, you're know, like, yep, anyone in the world can view this. You can do, you can very easily just drop google docs in there so if you write up your sub plans in a google doc you could write up like hey here's the sub plans for the for the for the guest teacher here's the sub plans for the um the kids you could take that document for the kids and just drop it literally it's like a drag and drop thing right into the the page yep and then it appears so you can see it so it's in terms of in terms of efficiency um it's gonna it's gonna require some work in advance to, to, to set up that environment and everything, but uh, it, could, it could certainly be very effective because that means all you have to do is just tell the guest teacher, hey, pull this up and go to this link, yeah. and it's going to have all the videos and all the
0: content you need. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's one way.
1: That's one way. So um, another way, because um, uh, we were talking about this, um, Google Classroom. Yeah. If, if you're using, even if you're not using Google Classroom, this could be a good incentive to use Google Classroom. But assuming you're using Google Classroom and you're pushing things out to kids that way, because it's a very easy way, the kids log into their Chromebook, they go to the Google Classroom, they can just go up yep. there to the little app picker yep. and select on that. Boom, there they go. If you're already doing that to push things out to kids... This is like the, probably the, the most efficient way I can think of in, in G Suite to just push. You're going to push out everything directly to the kids, the videos, the content, the links,
0: whatever. All they have to do is go to the classroom stream, and they can click and, on it from there. Many teachers are already doing this, so it, right. it's, it's an easier kind of transition into that just so that you can quickly and efficiently get it to the kids, and you're putting the ownership on the kids too.
1: Right, and it's so. a secondary level, if you have multiple preps multiple sections yep. it's very easy in
0: google classroom to say i want to share this to all my sections yep. boof, and there you go they've yeah. got it it makes it it makes it pretty simple so um, the third way i thought of was, Ooh, was to the kind of put way. Way. yeah the third okay, way okay so we've it. offered two solutions we're Hit. coming up with three and that's with a third um, one. And the third option would kind of be to put all of your resources in a Google folder and then use a shortened, like make it a public folder so that it could be found by anybody on the internet and make it a public folder and then shorten the URL to something that's easy to type in. Because if you were to go to share that, it would be like drive.google.com slash gobbledygook. Yeah, which... so.
1: Yeah, so in so, terms of, like, efficient, like, hey, as long as they can get this link,
0: it's just right. a folder with everything and they you need. you can put a, a document in there. You can put your subplans in there with live links instead of paper yeah. links because I, I actually manually typed in a link the other day for YouTube, and I got it right on the first try, which I'm really proud of. Wow. But on the flip side is— it, Fifteen is, minutes later, uh, right? Yeah, it took me a little <laughs> bit, so— um, one of the things that you could do is make that URL nice and short. Um, you know, like do a, use like, I, I use Bitly, um, but there's like a tiny URL. There's a whole bunch of them out there that do that URL shortener. So so if you're
1: going to do that, you would pro- that would be something that would probably require a little bit of pre-planning simply because you'd want to make sure that, that URL shortener. Because the yeah. way it works is you take that drive.google.com slash gobbledygook that's yep. like five miles long. You you copy that and go to another website and yep. paste it and say, hey, make this a nice short link. Yep. Not all of those sites may be um, reachable by students. Some know, of those might know, be blocked. I know Bitly Bit, Bitly is one that I've used it's with unlocked. students before. Yep. It was, so it's unblocked right now. Yeah. Um, it's not to say that... <laughs> go <laughs> guardian and its infinite wisdom might just decide to say yeah this one's blocked yeah,
0: now so um <laughs> um but yeah yeah uh, that's I, another I, way that we can do it and and the sub would be the one that would access it if you needed to do a youtube video or something like that yeah But I I think I think I think of those three. I think
1: I think those three are very viable. Yeah, very viable. They're going to require a different degree of uh, preparation and uh, expertise. Mm -hmm. Um, But
0: yeah, definitely, all three of those are very viable. My fourth option is paper and pencil.
1: You, I, I mean, he's, he's paper, paper and pencil. Come on, at least type it up and then print it out, yeah, right? There you, you know,
0: go. so. And
1: and then all you have to do is click this link right here, and then yeah.
0: So, but no, that, I mean that's kind of that big question. We wanted to take time to answer that. Um, yeah. Again, to kind of recap, don't leave your password. Don't leave, yeah. Please don't leave your
1: passwords. Please for, please. for um, <laughs> guest teachers. And 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 here's the thing. It's one thing to say because I, I understand you know come on it's hard and it's easy to say well I'm just giving it to them I know them they're responsible here's the thing though you leave something like that out and and how many other people are in your room every day all the other um, is, kids that are in the, there the and, who's, and who's who's gonna see that to exactly we we had we had earlier this year a couple students um, obtained. The, we have a special account for guest teachers that we yep. give them in the in the guest teacher packet, and it's got a special password for that account. And a couple of students obtained that password, yep. and they were able to use that to circumnavigate certain filters. They're still filtered for the bad stuff and everything, but they were they were able to circumnavigate a few things. So we had to go and we had to change the password for that account. Yeah, yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's like, just don't don't, don't do it. it. Don't do it. Find another way. And if you want help with any of those things yeah. that we just discussed, you can reach out to Dan. You can reach out to Tanya. We've yep. got two great instructional technology coaches. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that'd be fantastic.
0: So, so first, don't leave your password. Second, you want to make sure the, the next piece is that you had those three options that we laid out yep. with the the, f- the middle one probably being the strongest of putting the ownership on the kids and oh. then allowing them to use Google Classroom. Then the second one would be creating a Google site that you can put your materials into, yep. and finally the third one is taking a risk on a URL shortener yeah. and creating a, a, it a the forward the facing drive. forward. Yeah. So um, those three options should help you with all of that. And again, once you have it digital, once that uh, a guest teacher can get to it, the links will actually work, so you can do that. Yep, we have YouTube accounts set up for our guest teachers so that they have have access to view on campus our videos and approved videos and approved videos they if to. necessary so um we definitely have that there so hopefully that helps and we apologize for not having it to you in december before we had all of those those outages oh yeah so hey <laughs> So. No, we wouldn't have known we needed it until yeah. someone yeah. asked. So, there yep, you go. Exactly. So we didn't know. And until you guys ask. We don't know. We
1: don't know. <laughs> we can only assume, and, you know, our assumptions are only as good as we happen to be in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> which I would like to believe is better than
0: what it actually is. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> Moving on. Next up, we have the the Stump Us question. So we're going to revisit Sharon Ball's question from last week about who set the first clock. Who set the first clock? Yeah, I, mean, and I don't remember our answer. We were talking about dad jokes and dad jokes, clock and then, makers, and then we talk about Greenwich and, and like something over royal in guy Europe. And purple, yeah. I said I think my answer was royal guy in purple who winds clocks. All
1: right, and then and, and then, then we steered into a conversation about uh, standard time and and uh, the railroads yeah, and things it like that. Yeah, we brought that. some
0: Planet Money nerd, nerdisms out. Yeah, so. so
1: basically we had no idea and we stalled for time, and that of course was not effective because
0: we didn't know the answer in the first place,
1: and we're not Googling it. So, well, we Googled it
0: afterwards. No, no. Sharon actually sent me an email shortly after because I said in the said in the last podcast I'll have to reach out to Sharon. And it was like, and then, hey. like, after it launched, May. Sharon emailed me the correct answer, which was the ancient Egyptians used a water clock. No, oh, water in the sixteenth century yeah. BC. So cool. we're talking like, you know, like between like around fifteen hundred BC. So we're talking way long ago, and they did this, and I looked it up a little bit just to kind of do it. So the fifth graders were actually exploring water clocks, nice in mystery science. Okay. When she asked the question, she thought it would be good for the podcast. And she, great, great question. Know, she's proving that are you smarter than a fifth grader? Nope, we are so, not. You know that. Thank you that for confirming show. that. Thank you. Um, but we looked it up, and, I, and I, I looked at some pictures, and it was kind of like an hourglass, and that you would fill it with a certain amount of water, and right. once the water ran out, you had a way of knowing the kind of time in the day. So sure, makes um, sense. Yeah, probably not super standardized, but it definitely was. was For local time? For local At least you time. Could say, and, hey. and you could actually, yeah. So very cool on that. But that brings our rating to 1.7 wow. out of seven. And we have not counted um, the what do 1. women 7, want. 1.7, correct. Okay. Yeah, those horrocks, those horcruxes. I can't even say it. Horcruxes. I've never read Harry Potter. We'll just clear that up again. Gosh. Um, that one really messed with us but it gave I, us that partial point. I so.
1: feel like I feel like uh, I'm feeling a Pete Rose
0: moment here, like I need to yeah. start betting against us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he did he did just ask to be reinstated because of like the Houston Astros apparently cheated and they Um, aren't being punished as players (laughs) and he's like there's two sets of standards here for cheating
1: oh man
0: I thought it was an omission of guilt that he never actually cheated on the games (laughs) he bet in but you know we'll leave that alone for a sports talk podcast to handle Um, that's not us but we do have another movie question so maybe we can get this right today full disclosure this question is from me so I am ineligible to answer it. So all the pressure is now on right, Ben. Great. This is going to be about something we probably just talked about recently, and it's really
1: just going to be a hey, was Ben paying attention? No. No. Okay. Good. No. No.
0: It's not a question it's about miracle. That. No, it's not a question about miracle. Um, <laughs> which, which apparently is the best
1: movie ever made. In two thousand four, probably. In two thousand four, I, so. I don't know. It's pretty good.
0: It's it's a strong one. It's a it's holds definitely well. like feel good movie, and it's almost sixteen years old now. And and what it kind of comes down to is uh, holds up a lot better than Mighty Ducks, which is the I only mean, other hockey movie like I could think of. The podcast to talk about hockey movies. <laughs> And if we're going to talk hockey movies, then we got to stop because the next one I'm going to say is probably not school appropriate. Okay, go for it. So here's your question this time, Ben, and it's your question all alone. What 1985 movie was rejected over 40 times by movie studios, including Disney, who claimed it was a movie about incest? Oh. Oh.
1: 1985. 1985. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. Yeah. You would you would, okay, okay, first of all, I'm happy I know this one.
0: I don't know if you got it right yet.
1: I totally do, <laughs> I totally do. Hello, McFly, <laughs> hello, anybody in there? <laughs> so yeah, man, that question makes about as much sense as a screen door on a battleship. All right, oh, yeah. so yeah, it's Back to the Future. It's Back yeah. to the Future, and uh, yeah, because they didn't know where to put it, they didn't know what to do. Time. Um, right. anyways. well there we go. So that's
0: it. <laughs> so we could probably maybe I should ask more questions, huh?
1: No, we're good. We're good. <laughs>
0: we're going out on a. We are going
1: out on a high note. We are not. We are not gonna. Yep. We're,
0: so. we're not going to go that route. All right. <laughs> so cool. So, here's the fun trivia fact: is my instant messenger name, my AOL instant messenger name, was a flying DeLorean. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, anyways, yeah, that's it for this week. That's so it. Yeah. We are. We are out of here. Um,
1: send us your questions. We'd love questions. to have questions. The next time the, the the survey goes out, we'd love to have questions, and we love to. We want. We want. This is just one way in which we're trying to support you and
0: and offer yeah, yeah some. Poor entertainment. So, (laughs) all right. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks.